Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Bob Rommel. He is a state representative here in District 81. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And uh, my wife, Linda, will be joining us as well later in the show. It is October the 3rd, and on this day in 1990, less than one year after the destruction of the Berlin Wall, East and West Germany came together in what is known as Unity Day. Since 1945, when Soviet forces occupied eastern Germany and the United States and other allied forces occupied the western half of the nation of its, uh, at the close of World War II, divided Germany had come to serve as one of the most enduring symbols of the Cold War. Some of the most dramatic episodes of the Cold War took place there. The Berlin Blockade, that was June 1948 to May of 1949, during which the Soviet Union blocked all ground travel, <coughs> excuse me please, into West Berlin, and the construction of the Berlin Wall in 1961 was perhaps the most famous. With the gradual waning of the Soviet power in the late 1980s, the Communist Party in East Germany began to lose its grip of power. Tens of thousands of East Germans began to flee the nation, and by 1989, the Berlin Wall started to come down. Shortly thereafter, talks between East and West German officials, uh, joined by officials from the United States, Great Britain, France, and the USSR, began to explore the possibility of reunification. Two months after reunification, all German elections took place, and Helmut Kohl became the first chancellor of the uh, uh, reunited uh, Germany. All this action came more than a year before the dissolution of the Soviet Union. For many observers, the reunification of Germany effectively marked the end of the Cold War. So (laughs) that was the Cold War, and it seems that since then uh, we've had a lot of hot wars. Well, former uh, President Donald Trump on Monday slammed New York uh, Journey uh, General uh, Letitia James as he appeared in Manhattan Courthouse for a start of the civil trial uh, after a judge already ruled that the former president committed fraud while building his business empire. What a joke. It's not a joke. It's very sad. We have proven that uh, Donald Trump lied about his net worth to enrich himself and cheat the system. No matter how rich or powerful you are in America, uh, there are consequences for breaking the law posted uh, on X, uh, James posted, formerly Twitter, on Monday morning. Trump later spoke in front of cameras. This is the single greatest witch hunt of all time, he said. We have a racist attorney general who ran on a basis of she's going to get Trump before she even knew about me. What we have here is an attempt to hurt me in the election. In a major blow for the former president, Judge Arthur Engeron uh, ruled last week that Trump, his associates, and businesses inflated their net worth for years to secure benefits such as advantageous loans and lower insurance premiums. Addressing reporters before entering into the courtroom Monday, Trump railed against the judge's evaluation of his properties. We have a rogue judge who ruled that properties were worth a tiny fraction 
one one hundredth the tiny fraction of what they actually are, Trump said. Just so you know, my financial statements are phenomenal. They're actually less in terms of the numbers used but than the actual net worth. The actual net worth is substantially more. No bank was affected. No bank was hurt. They don't even know who, <coughs> why they are involved, Trump had uh, repeatedly said. Uh, er, er, Ergeron, uh, citing the Palm Beach County Assessor, praised the value of Mar-a-Lago Estate in Florida as being between 18 and $27.6 million. Of course, it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. What we have here is an attempt to hurt me in the election, Trump said. This trial could have been brought a year ago, but they waited until now uh, as right in the middle of a campaign. James said she will now be using the non-jury trial to seek a ban on that Trump's doing business in New York and pay hundreds of millions of dollars in ill-gotten gains. Trump has said Sunday evening on True Social that he would appear in court tomorrow morning to fight my, for my name and my reputation against a corrupt and racist Attorney General Letitia James, who campaigned on getting Trump and a Trump-hating judge who is who is unfair, unhinged, and vicious in his pursuit of me. Trump has consistently attacked James since she started investigating the Trump Organization for potential fraud in 2019. Trump is not expected to testify in the case for several more weeks. In the uh, latest civil trial, <clears throat> James is seeking $250 million in penalties and a ban on business in the state. Additionally, if uh, Engeron's ruling from the last week is upheld on appeal, Trump will be forced to give up uh, some of his iconic New York properties, such as Trump Tower, and some of his companies will be controlled by a court-appointed receiver. This is all such egregious nonsense. It's unbelievable. Uh, former uh, President Trump, by the way, has increased his lead over his Republican rivals following the second Republican primary debate, which he did not attend. He took advantage of support of 50% of respondents in the latest Insider Advantage survey. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis placed second with 15%. And uh, you, uh, Nikki Haley uh, trailed him by, with uh, 14%. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie placed fourth with 5%, while Tex uh, Mobile Vivek Ramaswamy earned 3%. DeSantis and Haley are the only remaining viable candidates for the current field of candidates. Uh, IA Chairman Matt Towery said, in my opinion, the debates are having a diminished impact on the race. Absent some major unexpected shakeup, it appears Donald Trump is the prohibitive favorite to win the GOP nomination. Well, I would certainly say so. Former Vice President Mike Pence, Asa Hutchinson, and New York Dakota Governor Doug Burgum all came in with 1%. The results mark a 5% surge for Trump since the survey's prior iteration. It further signals a three percent drop for DeSantis. So the, I, I think the, the we're wasting our time here. We should uh, just consolidate behind Trump and support his candidacy uh, as uh, president again of the United States. <clears throat> Excuse me. The feds have released uh, data on which states have uh, income growth and which states have income declines in 2022. It's almost sad to see right before our very eyes the eco economic decay of three deep blue and once America economic powerhouse states, California, Illinois, and New York. This is the end game of progressive governance. Everyone gets poorer and those that can get out of town. The new growth states in America are Florida, Tennessee, and Texas, all with no state income tax, and uh, add to that the state of Utah. Well, a top advisor to Mayor uh, Eric Adams on Sunday called for the federal government to close the borders 
in order to prevent more migrants from coming to the New York City. This is a major change from uh, somebody in the Democrat Party. Here's his comment. We need the federal government, the Congress members, and Senate, and the president uh, to do his job. Close the borders, Adams' senior advisor Ingrid Lewis Martin said during an interview. And until you close the borders, you need to come up with a full-on decompression strategy where you can take all of our migrants and move them throughout all 50 United States. Now, <laughs> these people are being shipped, these illegal migrants are being shipped to other states as well that seem to escape her uh, awareness. But irrespective, I get the fact that, that uh, they had uh, this virtue signaling going on that they were a uh, sanctuary city, but there's a cost to that, and they're paying it right now, and they don't like it. Well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy criticized Republicans on Saturday who opposed his efforts to avoid a government shutdown, saying he doesn't want to be part of that team. The House of Representatives voted 335 to 91 to pass a short-term spending bill Saturday to fund the government for 45 days, providing disaster relief requested by the White House, but no aid for Ukraine. Ninety Republicans voted against the bill, along with one Democrat. Today wasn't the choice we wanted to have, McCarthy said during his remarks. We tried to pass the most conservative stopgap measure possible. We put it on the floor, but unfortunately, we didn't have the 218 Republicans who would vote for that to help us to secure the border then. The House failed to pass the bill Friday that would fund the government until October 31st, cutting public spending by 8.12585%, including a number of provisions related to immigration law, enforcement, and border security. All Democrats opposed the bill, and it failed to pass 232 to 198. If you have members of your conference that won't let you vote for appropriation bills, doesn't want it uh, anonymous and won't vote for a stopgap measure, so the only answer is to shut down and not pay our troops, I don't want to be part of that team, McCarthy said. I want to be part of the conservative group that wants to get things done. When asked about uh, whether he was concerned about the threats to remove him from the speaker's vote, he responded that there has to be an adult in the room. I suppose he was referring to himself. Earlier this month, uh, Representative Matt Gates threatened to make a motion for McCarthy to vacate the chair. Uh, following the vote, some uh, Freedom Caucus, uh, Caucus members again questioned McCarthy's leadership. Instead of siding with his own party today, Kevin McCarthy sided with 209 Democrats to push through a continuing resolution and maintains that Biden-Pelosi-Schumer spending levels and policies, uh, that according to Andy Biggs from Arizona, he allowed the D.C. Uniparty to win again should he remain Speaker of the House. Georgia Representative Andrew Clyde said that McCarthy Jeffries' clean CR passing with more Democrat votes than Republican votes tells you everything you need to know. And uh, the beat goes on. He's calling himself the adult in the room. Well, Florida GOP Representative Matt Gates. uh on Monday, made good on his weekend promise to try to remove fellow GOP congressman as, as House Speaker this week. Gates filled the, the resolution known as the motion to vacate after McCarthy worked with Democrats in the Republican Majority House to pass a funding bill Saturday night to avoid partial government shutdown. The bill signed by the president will keep the federal government open for 45 days. The resolution will, be tri will trigger a House vote on uh, whether uh, to keep uh, or oust McCarthy as Speaker. So far, uh, there are some Republicans that declared they're going to support Getz's motion, including Matt Gates, uh, Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona, Representative Eli Crane from uh, Arizona, 
Representative Bob Good from Virginia all said they would support it, as well as Tim, uh, I've forgotten his last name now, but uh, uh, from uh, Kentucky is going to support it as well. <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, uh, look, in my opinion, Gates made a commitment. He said, look, we asked uh, reg for regular order from uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy. He has not complied. He went on and, and took the easy route rather than following uh, what his commitment to us. And uh, the consequence is that I, I told him that if, if he didn't do what he pledged to do, I would uh, uh, have this motion to vacate. And he's done it. And uh, so Matt Gates, in my opinion, kept his, uh, his word. It's the Speaker McCarthy, the quote-unquote adult in the room, who hasn't kept his word. And by the way, 2024 presidential candidate Robert Kennedy plans to announce he will run as an independent on October the 9th. Uh, Kennedy's campaign machine is now planning an attack ad against the Democrat National Committee in order to pave the way for his announcement in Philadelphia about running as an independent. This is the death knell for the Democrat Party. It's too bad they didn't embrace his candidacy and support him uh, to run as a Democrat. They're paying the consequence for that right now. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, going to visit with Bob Rommel, our state representative. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. 
Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on the board. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature. And I hope you'll visit the website and find out more. The website is thefga.org, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Bob Rommel. He is our state representative here in District 81. Bob, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Hey, good morning, Bob, and thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I hope you are as well. I am. I'm doing great. Uh, Looking forward to getting back to Tallahassee in a couple weeks. Yeah, and I understand preparation is going on right now. Uh, I was wondering if you had any uh, favorite or ideas that uh, you would like to implement in the next legislative session. You know, we're, 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 we're not going to tip our hat yet, but we're working on a couple big things that are going to impact Floridians for years. Uh, we had an amazing session last year, you know, from tort reform to education reform and um, multiple ways to protect children from indoctrination and making sure parents had the right to send their kids to school that was best for them. Uh, but, you know, we're not done yet. We still have some uh, good stuff that has to get done. Well, as a matter of fact, Bob, I should have started the interview with this and just letting you know that you and your fellow legislators in Tallahassee, along with the governor, have just done a terrific job, I believe, in creating an environment for uh, law and order, for protecting our freedoms, unlike many states, so we should be so grateful. You know, some of the simplest things, really just protecting law, you know, protecting law and order and making sure people can go to work or go to the store seem like simple tasks that state and local government should be able to accomplish. But then when you watch the news that, you know, uh, these flash robberies, you know, muggings and murders, and and it seems like there's no end in sight. You know, the, uh, the, the congressman, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, it's not funny, but a, a congressman, a Democrat congressman in, in Washington, D.C., and his car, he, his car was carjacked at gunpoint <laughs> in broad daylight yesterday. And I, I'm only laughing because... You know, it's it's great to see uh, the legislators reaping the rewards of their of their policies. Uh, you know, uh, downgrade the police, all these types of things. Uh, uh, yeah, they should have to suffer the consequences of their work. I'm sure he'll get some kind of paid time off or PTSD or something because he was carjacked. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, speaking of Washington D.C., I was wondering if you want to make any comments on what's happening uh, with. Uh, Gets, you know, our, our uh, co- congressman from uh, Florida and uh, his stand against uh, Kevin McCarthy. You, you know, as somebody who's a, a principal conservative that believes in limited government and government should live within its means, just like all of your listeners do, uh, I understand what he's saying. Um, I don't know the exact conversation he had when, you know, Speaker McCarthy became the speaker. Uh, but if the, if the conversation was, hey, we're going to have a... Um, 12 individual appropriation bill we're not going to have one giant bill well they should have did it before the 12th hour you know um 
if that's true, uh, you know, I do blame the speaker for not getting it done on time. And this It always comes down like, oh, my God, if we don't do this, babies are going to die. Oh, my God, if we don't do this, the house is going to burn down. Well, um, it does seem like it's burning down. We have $33 trillion in debt. Yeah. And now we have 44 additional days to try to figure it out. And, um, you know, now we have to deal with uh, you know, maybe a new speaker's race. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not there, but um, shame on them all of them for putting us in this position. We, we knew the date, we knew it was coming um, and uh, shame on them all. And you know what, I don't think I would have voted on the $16 billion in for FEMA. Like FEMA, you know, is a government uh, entity that knows storms come. And this year was not the worst year for storms. 2022 was so not sure why of all of a sudden they needed a $16 billion infusement of capital, but at least they did stand on, uh, or at least temporary stand on, you know, the border crisis in the Ukraine. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, too, they, they wanted more money at FEMA, but they ended up going to Hawaii with because of the fires and staying in the finest hotels in Maui, <laughs> spending money like uh, drunken sailors, although a uh, good thing about drunken sailors is once they run out of money, they have to go home, not yeah. the federal government. No, no, they built well because they don't have to be accountable for money. Drunken sailors either have to go steal it. Actually, I guess we're stealing it too because we're just printing it. So, uh, kind of, you know, it's a good analogy, Bob. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bob. Yeah, so I mean, I, I agree with you with regard to uh, Kevin McCarthy. The, the, the instructions were clear. They're going to have regular order. They're going to pass twelve appropriation bills. They're going to do all of that before uh, October the first. Uh, McCarthy got a late start, never got really started, uh, ended up dismissing the entire House of Representatives uh, f during the final week. When they came back, they've worked on passing three appropriations bills, but he took the line of least resistance. He didn't uh, do what he said he was going to do. In my opinion, Gates did what he said he was going to do. He said, uh, you know, if, if you don't follow your word, if you don't keep your word as you're giving it to us here in February, uh, we're going to end up uh, changing speakers of the House. And, and I don't know if that can happen, but what it's going to do, it's going to splinter the party. And then there's going to be issues that we're, we're not together on. I mean, and um, I don't know if anybody notices, but we actually have a presidential election coming up. And, you know, we have a splintered party there. And, you know, we, we know eventually it's going to be somebody from Florida, you know, representing us on the ballot. Um, but we need everybody to, you know, after this battle, we need to come together. Four months ago, the two most popular Republicans in, the, uh, in our party with Trump and DeSantis, and now every day on every newspaper or uh, every news media that's the traditional news media, there's some awful story about one of them. And, you know, it's, it seems like it's a, a collusion to try to destroy the Republican Party and, you know, not keep us together. But what I tell everybody, listen, after whatever these battles are, we have to get back together because somehow the Democrats, it doesn't matter that, you know, they are together. They're lock, stock and barrel. You know, they have a, a punk that pulls a fire alarm. Oh, well, he, he thought it was the light switch. He made a mistake. <laughs> um, you know, not, not only their bad policies of allowing 7 million people come into you know, our country and destroy our border uh, states. Now they're destroying the fabric of our small communities throughout the country because that's where those people are going because there's no place else to put them. Um, they talk about, you know, you know, health care. They talk about education. They talk about housing. Well, when you have 7 million new people come in, well, they take up those resources too. And, uh, you know, here in Florida, you know, we had a, 
we had to make a stance on human uh, trafficking and immigration, even though it's a federal issue, because, you know, we, we don't want to turn into one of those border states or one of the states that are getting destroyed by uh, illegals. Well, again, I'd like to just end the conversation with the fact that the, I think you and your fellow uh, state representatives and the senators as well have just done a terrific job along with the governor of uh, making this a great place to live here in the state of Florida. So, Bob, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, uh, Bob, and let's uh, make America Florida. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with Boo Mortz, and we'll find out what's new with Boo. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239 325 1041. That's 239 325 1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, former radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin, and now down here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, Bob, and it's such a treat to be down here. I love Naples. This is my happy place. But I'll tell you, traveling is can be a nightmare. When it goes well, it goes beautiful. When it goes poorly, it's a disaster. Let me give you an example. I always take the first flight out. So my flight was supposed to leave at 6. So you get up at 3.30, you get to the airport, 
everyone loads on the plane. We're all buckled in, waiting for the plane to push back. And, uh, of course, it's still pitch dark out. And the pilot comes on. He says, well, I have bad news. Now, you don't ever want to hear a pilot. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's just like, oh, no. And he said, a bird hit our plane last night, and we are now going to call in an engineer to make sure the plane's not damaged. Well, if the plane was hit the night before, yeah. why did they load 200 people on the plane yeah. who obviously have other connections to make? Well, I'm, I'm thinking Pete Buttigieg probably made that decision. <laughs> it, it is incredible, isn't it? I mean, that, that is just so foolish. Well, it's terrible. And so he said, we'll be here for about an hour and a half. Well, boom, there goes my flight connection in Atlanta. Yeah. So this guy sitting in front of me says, I'm getting off the plane. And I said, well, where are you going? He says, to Fort Myers. I said, I'm going where you go. Because clearly he was a seasoned flyer, and he figured he was going to get off right away and get rebooked to another airport. Out of all these people, he and I are the only two that get off the plane. So they get my bags off, because I checked two bags in. Anyway, long story short, I end up getting down here through LaGuardia, which is not even close to being a direct flight. So the fact that you don't want to fly, the fact that a lot of people get to a point where they're like, I can't stand the stress and anxiety, I get it. Well, you know, Boo, uh, LaGuardia is known for its own delays and, and uh, in departures. Uh, how did that go? You know, we got off the plane. Uh, Delta has a whole new terminal, which is gorgeous. I mean, the plate, you know, the Delta terminal used to be a nightmare. It's lovely. It's big. You know, I've got the dog with me, so, you know, I've got to really hot foot it through. We get to the ter- uh, gate, and 15 minutes later, we la- uh, loaded the plane. Wow. Boom, we were out of here. However, if I had done that the next day, LaGuardia and JFK closed down because of all the rain. Oh, my goodness. There's something like seven inches of rain in, uh, in New York. The, the flooding in the subway, I mean, it was just absolutely awful what happened in New York. Yeah, it was tough. So that's enough about whining about flying. Uh, before I, before you, I, we I change topics, though, Boo, I just, uh, do you, are you aware or do you know what happened to the original flight that you were on that you were going to be waiting for the bird to get cleaned out of the engine? You know, I probably could have gone back to see if it had ever departed, you know, because <laughs> they'll have that listed. Yeah. And I, I didn't bother. I thought, hey, how was it? But, you know, I'm only one person yeah. with a dog, but, you know, they, you can get a seat. You know, but there was a family of five. You know, how are they going to rebook? Yeah. Well, I don't, and, and, but why, if they knew that there was an issue prior to getting on the plane, number one, why wouldn't they fix it the night before? Yep. Right? Or fix it before they had loaded the plane or just canceled the plane and let everybody make their own reservations? Great point, on different Boo. flights. You know, I've had know. I've had the same experience. I wanted to fly one time from uh, Portland, Oregon, to Eugene, Oregon, which is where we lived for a couple of years. And uh, I said, "Look, just I can go rent a car. I can get home. Uh, just let me know if this flight is going to be canceled." Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no problem. Four hours later, I'm still waiting for the 
this plane to take oh. off. You know, that's the other thing. I mean, you, you just wish people would be a little bit honest with you about that. And usually you can't get the true scoop about what's going on. Right, right. Um, I don't know. We got off. I figured uh, I'm not going to sit here for an hour and a half. Yeah. Nothing well goes. Nothing goes yeah. well. If you wait for an hour and a half, you know something. And I, by then, I knew that my I wasn't going to make my connection. Well, anyhow, so, all's well that ends well. You're here in Naples, and congratulations. Yes. So I've told you that I always listen to the Chicago radio station. So yesterday, they were all, everybody was a buzz. There is a 104-year-old woman who skydived on her 104th birthday yesterday. Wow. And this was not the first time she skydived. She first did it when she was 100. How cheeky is that? That is pretty sad. Well, of course, you're reminding me that you're a skydiver as well. So, But uh, at 104 years of age, that is just just very, very courageous. It reminds me that I think it's George H.W. Bush also uh, did some skydiving. He did it on his 90th. Well, she, I mean, that's impressive. It is, but 104 years old. How did it go? Did she land okay? Beautifully. Yeah, she uh, survived, told the tale. In fact, they wanted to interview her beforehand, and she said, why would you interview me beforehand? I hadn't even jumped yet. Let me get through the event, and then we'll talk. <laughs> that's a great story, Boo. <laughs> I said I was with our, our friend Betty Fagan last night, and she's 92. I said, Becky, Betty, you got to ramp it up. She's 92? I can't believe that. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A personal friend of uh, Boo's and mine, but uh, she doesn't look 92 for sure. So what I'm saying is don't let age define you. You know, if you want something that you've always wanted to do, by God, do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Boo, I just, just show me. Do you have any other good scoop for us? Uh, there are a couple. I'm always so fascinated by uh, interesting facts. Did you know that Arizona and Hawaii do not observe daylight savings time? There are two states that don't observe it. Why do we? Well, back in the day, it was because of we were so the agricultural, uh, having more time to plow fields. and I think that was the reason at the, back in the day. Right, but, but we're way beyond that. Way beyond. And in fact, here in Florida, the state legislature passed a law that uh, we would no longer observe daylight savings time. I think we, we were going to keep daylight savings time, if I'm not mistaken. And, but it takes the approval of the uh, Congress uh, and maybe even the, the signature of the president to do that. And that's been, I think, probably five, ten years, and still nothing's been done. <clears throat> no, no. It's called the Sunshine Protection Act. Is that what it is? <laughs> I, yep. had, I had no idea, Boo. Well, no, we're uh, not getting anywhere. And my last tip for the day is everyone has a unique tongue print. It's like a fingerprint. Yep. And so, who knew? So we all have a unique, what did you say, a unique? Pr- tongue. Tongue. I didn't know that. The swirls on your tongue are as individual as fingerprints. Well, there you go. We're all individual and all unique and all different, not only because of our fingerprints, but because of our tongue. <laughs> Boo, That's it's, right. Uh, and speaking of fingerprints, mummies had fingerprints. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sure, they were 
Yeah, but, well, you think something with that that mummification would dry out the tissue. But. Good, good point. So, Boo, I just always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of the last government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And I hope you'll check out the website and get some tickets. Some great performances coming up. Visit golfshoreplayhouse.org. Golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Botley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Well, Government seems to be expanding irrespective of what our, our wishes and hopes are. Uh, yes, the, uh, the, the government is no longer representative of the will of the people, I don't think. Although, they, you, you get those contradictory polls. We want the government to spend less, but we want more stuff. Yeah. So that's true. So you wrote a piece which really is uh, reflective of like it's kind of uh, reflects Groundhog Day. The FCC net neutrality hasn't gotten any less legal. Maybe you can tell us about it. Any less illegal. Yes. Illegal, I'm sorry, yes. Any less illegal. It, it, this is, yeah, this is, yeah, I, the picture I posted with the piece is, 
Bill Murray driving with the groundhog in the movie Groundhog Day. Right. And this goes, I mean, this, this whole fiasco started at the Federal Communications Commission in 2010 under Obama. He imposed net neutrality. They got sued and lost. He, the, the Obama administration po- uh, imposed it again. Uh, they were being sued again. And the reason for the loss, it was overturned. The FCC, the net neutrality was taken away because they, for the same reason, I've been we've been saying this for 13 years now. The the it, it doesn't have the expressed authority to do it. The FCC, unless and until Congress writes a law telling the FCC to do it, they can't do it. Well, that hasn't changed. Yeah, and it didn't change in 2015. I think it was. When Obama imposed it again, and then Trump's FCC came in and repealed it, you know, and all the lawsuits went away. There were lawsuits pending, but then when the rule, you know, when the regulations went away, the lawsuits went away, obviously. Um, so then, you know, uh, Biden comes in, and they didn't have a majority at the FCC. There's five commissioners, one of them was chairman, uh, and a full contingent. Um, three of the president's party. Well, they were two-two until literally seven days ago. Wow! When the, when the fifth commissioner, a Democrat, was confirmed to appoint—I mean, to uh, give the Democrats a majority—and literally the same day that the fifth commissioner was appointed, the chairman, uh, a Democrat, obviously, uh, announced that they were going to impose net neutrality again, um, and. Again, Congress hasn't written a law saying, telling them to do it. Um, and, and, of course, intervening in just in June of this year, the Supreme Court came up with what it calls its major question doc- doctrine. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it's, it's a step in the right direction of reining in these bureaucracies. It said, if it's a major question, the, FCC, the, uh, commission, the bureaucracy doesn't have the authority to unilaterally do it. Um, now, of course, it's nebulous. What is a major question? But, you know, arguably, what, what the FCC wants to do is not just impose net neutrality, which is huge, but they want to reclassify how the Internet is regulated into a much more heavily regulated section of the law called Title II rather than Title I, where it currently is. That almost certainly would qualify as a major question. And the, what the Supreme Court said was, if it's a major question, Congress has to expressly tell the agency to do this. Um, so not only has, you know, the, the same principle that overturned it in the courts in 2010 still exists, there has been no law telling you to do this. That principle has been reinforced by the Supreme Court just this June. On major, you know, we don't even have to define the, the net neutrality as a major question. They've already been told by the courts right. that they don't have the authority to do this. So it's just it's 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 like a two year old, you know. You don't do that, and they stop, and then two seconds later they're doing it again. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, and they they stop, and then two, they do it again. Stop it, you know. And that's that's kind of you know. So that's where we are. We're for, for our, with children in the government. Yeah, for our listeners' benefit, and one of the good news is, of course, the Supreme Court is going to be reviewing even uh, other cases about uh, this this major question, and perhaps we'll have more limiting authority for uh, these ABC agencies. But uh, for our listeners' benefit, uh, what's the downside to net neutrality? 
Well, no, well, uh, there's several things. One, one is, of course, um, it's, it's a giant imposition on the internet providers, uh, which is a power grab by the government, which gives them more control over the internet. That's that's one side. The other side is, of course, they're con- they're constantly harping on, you know, more more internet access. Well, if you make it that dramatically, if you regulate it that much more dramatically, it gets that much more expensive, and there'll be less access. Um, additionally, the whole point is that we need, the, they say we need these rules to block, to keep ISPs, internet providers from blocking content. You can't find an instance of internet providers blocking content and there's been no net neutrality regulations for the vast, you know, vast majority of the internet's existence. They haven't, since Trump repealed it in 2017, there have been zero instances of ISPs blocking content right. now who has been blocking content the big tech companies right. but the net neutrality doesn't apply to them right. the government's been blocking content but the, the net neutrality implications uh, of regulations don't apply to them and big tech and government have been colluding to block content everybody's blocking content except the internet providers and net neutrality doesn't apply to them and not only does net neutrality not apply it's a huge gift to the big tech companies because, of course, they don't per- they don't spend the money on the infrastructure; they ride on the infrastructure. They don't yeah. build the, the the roads; they ride on them. And net neutrality outlaws them being charged for for riding on the roads. So you and I pay more, a lot more, to subsidize Google's internet use, to subsidize Amazon's internet use, to subsidize Facebook's internet use. So it's a dumb idea in multiple directions. Absolutely. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere 
that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Well, Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center is known for terrific breakfast and lunch. And uh, love meeting people there for breakfast or lunch. But also now, uh, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., serving dinner. And they have a great menu. Chef Rich does a great job with uh, the items. And it's it's a great value. Casual. You can really enjoy it. No reservation needed. Just drop by Lulabee's Diner at the Green Tree Shopping Center, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. We have with us Linda Harden. Linda, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning, Linda. So uh, uh, Tucker Carlson dropped another uh, edition of Tucker on Twitter. It's now Tucker on X. Yeah, exactly. But uh, what a... I understand it's got over 20 million. Uh, Almost 20 million, 20 since, million. He, since it dropped last night. So it's, it was really great. Yeah, he interviewed uh, Victor Davis Hanson about the current state of affairs with with specifically talking about uh, Trump's day in court yesterday and what what's happening to our country on a, on a larger spectrum. Fantastic. What was it, about uh, 30 minutes, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, you know what? I, I think it was 33 minutes. Yeah. It was fantastic, and of course, Victor Davis Hanson is such a great uh, commentator on what's happening, and uh, needless to say, what's happening with uh, Trump in this court case is just unbelievable. Letitia James and the case that she's bringing, the judge already having a summary judgment on one of the counts uh, on fallacious information, quite frankly. It's, it's just so egregious, and it's just another example of how our institutions are being infected by, they're being weaponized. Well, the only thing it's doing is making Trump more popular. I mean, look at what happened after the last debate. He's, his his polling numbers went up eight points, and and uh, like Steve Bannon calls the the other candidates the Keebler Elves or the Seven Dwarfs or whatever. Um, they're they're gaining absolutely no traction. None. Yeah. No, they're not. In my opinion, I think they should probably just suspend any kind of. They people continue to run, but they should suspend the debates because it's providing no value. Fox can't be happy with what's happening, and uh, uh, I would like to see power and, and political support consolidated behind uh, Trump for his candidacy because clearly he's going to be the candidate for the Republican Party. Well, it's you know this this whole thing is so interesting day day by day. I mean the the um, onions are getting peeled as as fast as as they can about about who's who the bad guys are who's up on capitol hill who's really aiming to work for the american people and and who's up there just for um uh their five minutes of fame or or whatever money they can make and how many how many how many uh politicians have gone up there and made millions of dollars from lobbyist money and all that stuff i mean what are they really there for which brings us to the topic of at hand which is kevin mccarthy and and yeah, so uh, Kevin McCarthy said, to, look, uh, I'm the, the adult in the room. That's how he's trying to position himself. 
Uh, Matt Gates is basically saying, you know what, you made commitments to us. Uh, you said that we would follow regular order. We'd have 12 funding bills uh, passed, and uh, you didn't do that. Instead, you decided to issue a, a, a continuing resolution. And uh, Well, he's dropped the ball on everything. He slow-walked and dropped the ball on everything. He promised that the J6, <coughs> January 6 um, tapes would be released. He hasn't done that. Um, he's He's broken... Every promise that he that he made last January. So, well, and so uh, now Gates has uh, decided that he's going to uh, vote for for uh, a motion to vacate. A motion to vacate. Uh, there's some other guys, by the way, who are standing behind him on this. So it's good to see that he's got some support. But he's not attacking. This is not a personal thing. He's basically saying you didn't keep your word, and so we we want to change in who the speaker is going to be. My guess is this is not going. In other words, he won't be successful in changing the speaker or changing the speaker. But nevertheless, he's keeping his word. McCarthy didn't keep his. Well, and and when when McCarthy was. Um brought into the speakership, that was that was the deal they made. They said, right. you've got to keep your promises, otherwise a motion to vacate is in your future. This is not, this is not a big surprise to anybody. It's so true. And uh, so how do you think this is all going to turn out? You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm anxious to watch Bannon this morning because, you know, he's going to have everybody calling um, people They're in Congress. Yeah, and, and seeing what, what happens there. But... Uh, by the way, what's really interesting is to see Kevin McCarthy talk about this supposed deal that he made with Biden about Ukraine. And, yeah. Biden, and Biden said, oh, I made this deal. We've, we've already made a deal, so we'll see what McCarthy does with the next one. I the, bet you McCarthy it, wishes he hadn't said that. Why, why, but, the, but the reporters, it's, in, it's interesting to watch people and how they react to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because the, all these reporters are gaggling around McCarthy, and, and they said, what about the deal? And McCarthy's like closing his eyes and, and, and trying to avoid the, oh, I didn't make a deal. I didn't make, well, really? Yeah. You're calling the president of the United States a liar? How could that be? Well, he has, of course, he is a liar. Uh, he hasn't told the truth in a long time. But the interesting thing is, of course, you can just see the politics behind the, the in the smoke-filled room of basically saying, well, look, we're not going to be able to get the uh, funding for Ukraine uh, now, but it, we can put it off for a little while, and we'll 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 get it through later. Uh, that's that would be. By the way, Corinne, uh, uh, John Pierre, uh, uh, the secretary, the White House press secretary, when asked about that yesterday, was tab tap dancing all over it. She wouldn't even give a, a straight answer about that deal. So um, there's something nefarious going on here. Yeah. So uh, my my point is that uh, basically. I guess uh, McCarthy would have liked some protection from the president at that point in time because the, obviously he made a deal that, and it was uh, when when uh, Biden revealed it. Obviously, it demonstrated his lack of support for uh, the Republican Party and what they're trying to accomplish. I'm telling you, every day that goes by, I I look at the people on Capitol Hill and go, "Who are the good guys?" Yeah. And every day, another one falls away. Yeah. But by the way, if you if you if you want to look at 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 who voted for more money in Ukraine and who voted to put on this continuous resolution no matter what. It's interesting to see the names that people that you would normally um, think would be um, 
uh, fighting for the American people instead of just dragging this whole thing along. It's very interesting to see the names. Well, again, I just come back to the fact that McCarthy's taking the line of least resistance. He, instead of demonstrating courage and standing up for what's right, he's basically saying, how can I get through this period by... Uh, and so the continuing resolution has given him the easy path to get through at least 45 days. Just so, so disingenuous and uh, so uh, just lacks courage. It'll be interesting. It's, the next two days will be telling because that's how... how um, long this motion to vacate it takes to work. So um, like uh, Tim Burchett told Maria Bartiroma, he says, well, wait and see what happens in two days. And Tim basically said he's on board. He's going to vote for He's it. not the only one. Yeah. And this is gra- gradually gaining ground. Let's just talk for a second. You probably already talked about it, but, but um, how the chickens are coming to ho- home to roost as far as all the stuff that's going on in the country that Henry Cuellar got carjacked on in Washington D.C. last night. I'm sorry, I laughed at I laughed about that on the show earlier today. <laughs> but again, it's chickens coming home to roost, isn't it? They they live by the sword. They got to die by the sword. They ended up supporting this kind of nonsense and uh, leading to all kinds of crime in Washington D.C. And now they're suffering from it. And you know, it, it, let me just let me just talk about this real quick too. It's so interesting to watch how the media covers for. All this stuff they can't figure out. They can't figure out what to do about about all of this and who to cover and, and what. Um, Fox News, the Murdoch News Network, as we'd like to know it now, um, is is doing everything it, it can. They can. Oh, by the way, to they've dropped the ball on DeSantis. They, DeSantis was their candidate to begin with, and now they're trying to push Yunkin. Then they pushed in Nikki Haley. Now they're back to Yunkin. They are tap dancing as far as they can to try and and um, demonize Trump. And oh, by the way, it's just showing on your TV right now um, how popular this uh, new beer has gotten, the ultra-right beer with <laughs> yeah. Trump's, Trump's Trump. mugshot on it <laughs> is absolutely going through the roof in sales. Apparently, you can't make this fi- up. Five truckloads of uh, this beer has been was sold in just a few hours as it causes it's it's a, it's a knockoff on the whole notion on the Bud Light thing. So <laughs> it is fantastic. And what's the name of the beer again? Far Ultra right? right. Ultra right. Ultra right beer. Kind of interesting. Linda, always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did and learned a lot. We've got some terrific guests uh, for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, Professor and Author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate their commentaries on what's happening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you tell your friends about it. If you do, it's one of the ways that we reward our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>